fantasies, pulsing swells, them who knows them, seldom tells, on distant reefs, on fatal shores, heroes and heroines from days of yore, they live on the fringes, pack mondo cones, orbs of mortal conequence, pulverizing bones, adventures and nightmares for young and old. These are the greatest stories never This article, written in February 2018 for Vice Indonesia, is titled Bali's Tourism is Sucking the Island Dry. The majority of groundwater in Bali goes to luxury villas and golf courses, leaving some locals to resort to stealing from neighbours for their everyday water needs. Wayan remembers the way life used to be on Bali. This was before the hotels and villas took over this picturesque resort island, back when the rice paddies were valued for their rice, not their postcard pretty views. Before the tourists came, we enjoyed being a farmer, Wayan told me. It was an easy life before. We never thought about being a rich man because life was so easy. Now people want more. So many of them get stressed because of money, he says. Back when Wayan, now 40, was a child, he would work his family's rice fields, rising early to sweat it out in the morning sun alongside his father before it got too hot. The fields provided much of what they needed, and the island's then nascent tourism sector had yet to reach his village in Samaji on Bali's increasingly developed western coast. Back then, Samaji was still the remote heartlands of the island. Today, it's a land of $1 million US dollar beachfront villas and soaring property prices. A few kilometres north in Tunnel Lot is the land earmarked for a sprawling new resort built by Indonesian tycoon Harry Tunasadibjo and his business partner, US President Donald Trump. It's the latest instance of money pouring in from outside the island to capitalise on its tourism industry. Tourism makes up as much as 80% of Bali's economy, although the vast majority of the sector, an estimated 85% of it, is in the hands of non-Balinese investors. For many Balinese like Wayan, the island's growth has passed them by. His family sold off their land once it became too difficult to farm. Today he maintains a wealthy company's villas, hotels and resorts, working three times longer than he ever did as a farmer in a bid to keep up with Bali's rising cost of living. When the tourists came in, everything got so expensive, he told me. We cannot get vegetables and rice anymore because the Balinese people kept selling their land. There are so many buildings but not so many vegetables in Bali at this time, he says. Wayan has started to notice something else missing on the island. Water. Bali's farmers first built communal irrigation systems back in the 9th century when the ancient ruins of Cambodia's Angkor Wat were little more than plans in someone's head. For centuries, Balinese farmers had access to fresh water to irrigate their crops and drink, but now this water is running out. Before, we didn't have a problem with water, but now when the dry season is coming, we have problems, Wayan told me. Sometimes we have enough water, sometimes we don't. 
local farmers have started to steal their neighbours' water under the cover of darkness. Now, to combat the theft, some farmers are sleeping in their fields at night, Wayan explained. It's a dramatic change from the days when fresh water was communally owned and theft was the last thing on anyone's mind. Wayan paused for a moment and thought about where all the water went. Maybe it's global warming or something like that, he said. The real culprit is staring everyone in Bali right in the face. It's the tourism industry. As much as 65% of the island's groundwater is being used by the tourism sector, according to a series of studies. Those same studies found that, island-wide, hotel rooms and villas consume some 3,000 litres of water every single day. That's not even taking into account the water used by pools, excessive showering, construction projects and golf courses like the new 18-hole course planned for the new Trump Resort. Altogether, the tourism sector has caused 260 of Bali's 400 or so something rivers to run dry and it's lowered the island's water table by some 60%. Bali's biggest, Bali's biggest body of fresh water, Lake Boyan, had dropped 3.5 metres and the aquifer is fast approaching a point of no return as seawater seeps into the freshwater reserves. It's enough that some experts have taken to calling it a, quote, water crisis. This is really significant, said a researcher who has studied the topic extensively. The more we take water out of the ground, the more we create a gap for salt water to fill that gap because there is a constant, enormous pressure the ocean is putting on the land. Once Bali's aquifer becomes contaminated, the damage would be irreversible, explained the expert, who wished to remain anonymous after receiving death threats for previously speaking out on this issue. Coastal areas where aquifers continue to be overexploited will suffer further leakage of salt water into groundwater, which is forever non-reversible, meaning total dependence on expensive desalination plants to treat seawater for barley, residential, agriculture and tourism water supplies, said Ida Bagas Putubintana, a civil engineering researcher at the University Polytechnic Negeri Bali. So far, the impacts have only been felt by farmers adjacent to tourism areas. In other areas of the island, farmers contacted by Vice reported business as usual between two and three yields a year. I would say for the next five years, the rice field situation will be fine. Kitut Karta, 65, a member of the Singaraja Subak Council, located eight kilometres inland of the tourist area, told Vice. He believes the situation has actually improved for many farmers. Now everything is handled well, he said. Before there was no support from the government. Now, in fact, the farmers can get a capital cost or any other financial support to expand their yields, he said. Nevertheless, with Bali hoping to attract 7 million foreign visitors in 2018, the water crisis is set to deepen unless government and tourism authorities step in. The more tourism goes up, the more the level of the water table goes down, the researcher said. So in the short term, water is not a problem. But in the long term, it will, it will be a much bigger issue because the water table is going down and in all coastal areas there is salt water intrusion. There is a solution. IDEP, a water rights NGO, told me that a system of recharge wells could redirect wet season rainfall underground to reseed the island's water supply. This system could cost as little as US $1 million, a sizable sum but still far less than any of these hotels cost to build. But still there's been little movement by the government or the tourism industry to start the project.
Water is basically free, so there is no incentive to protect water. And most of the industry and the government think short-term, the researcher explained to me when asked about the lack of progress on these recharge wells. I contacted the head of the Bali Hotel Association to see if he knew about the island's dwindling water resources. Wayan Mata told me that he hadn't received any, quote, formal information from the government, but that he had been contacted by several NGOs who told him that the Bali water crisis is something near in the future. He also acknowledged the tourism sector's role in, quote, speeding up the crisis. The rapid growth of development and increased population were definitely a factor, he said in an emailed response, adding that the conversion of green area into built area is one of the main factors that we believe is speeding this water crisis. According to Marta, the Hotel Association is taking action by encouraging their members to implement, quote, green initiatives. We share and discuss a lot of best practices and ideas on how to reduce, reuse and recycle water usage which can be directly implemented on our premises, Marta wrote in the email. Those include changing water faucets with ones that use less water, giving guests a choice whether to change linen or towels every day or not and only use dishwashing machine and laundry machines when fully loaded, etc. But even with these changes, there's no doubt that Bali has been irrevocably changed by tourism, and not always for the better. Wayan, the rice farmer, lamented the fact that so much land was leaving Balinese hands for good, questioning what the future holds for an indigenous people who no longer own much of their own island. I think it's the wrong thinking, because their land will be gone and they won't have anything again in the future for their son, he told me. The Balinese people will be gone.